It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 10. We've made it to two digits. Welcome to the show. It is October 29th, 2019. I'm your host, DJ Nikki. Kuehler's producing the show. And over, actually yesterday, uh, there was a new challenge. It's not an incredibly dangerous challenge, actually. Um, it's going around the internet. Uh, supposedly, there was this kid in Arkansas. I might have that wrong. Who wasn't able to get food and was really hungry a lot of the time. Uh, school lunches, of course, aren't very plentiful, but there are plenty of people out there in America who can't afford that kind of stuff. So he was eating ketchup packets. And there's a foundation that I don't remember at all because I do my research that right now is uh, running this campaign called the Ketchup Challenge. And the challenge is you have to donate $100 uh, or eat 10 packets of ketchup and you get to challenge three people. Uh, it's like the ice bucket challenge, not quite dangerous like the Tide Pod challenge or the cinnamon challenge or the... Is the 100 Nuggets challenge actually dangerous? Because I feel like I've done that one on accident before. Maybe not in like one sitting, um, but I've definitely like had a 20-piece nugget and then maybe like had 10 nuggets, you know, whenever someone's house they had some leftovers and then got wasted and destroyed like 70 nuggets. So the ketchup challenge, you got to eat 10 packets of ketchup straight in a row. For those of you who haven't been watching my stream uh, since wh- whenever I started, uh, 2013, 14, I don't remember, uh, but there's been this ongoing thing on my stream called the ketchup check, and at any time, you could say ketchup check, and I'd pull out a bottle of ketchup from within arm's reach. I actually don't have one on me right now. Someone called me out on it, but I do have a packet right in front of me of Whataburger spicy ketchup. That stuff is delicious. And so... I, I eat a lot of sauce. I spent a lot of time uh, eating a lot of sauce, so much so that I have some on my desk. When I saw the ketchup challenge, uh, I was ready I was ready to tackle it head on, despite absolutely no one challenging me to it. And I actually went around and asked some of my friends uh, if they wanted to do the ketchup challenge, if they'd be cool with me calling them out, because I don't just want to spring uh, making someone eat 10 ketchup packets on them. So I asked a bunch of other content creators. Some people uh, reacted with, Hell no, dude. Why would I want to do that? It's disgusting. And some people reacted like, that that doesn't sound so difficult. Uh, I just did six the other day. I could do ten. And and that leads me to believe that this this challenge, I mean, there's a subsection of America, and it's, it's probably just America because we're disgusting and put sauce on everything. People who can just consume sauce, uh, I'm one of them, and, and there, there's just a portion of us who are going to be incredibly good at this challenge. Unlike the cinnamon challenge, I don't think any of us are incredibly good at ingesting cinnamon uh, and not having our throats dry up. So yesterday, I tried the challenge, but I tried it off camera. Uh, and dis- I-, I did have witnesses. But I only got seven ketchup packets in because I had bought a burger and fries. And if I had consumed all the rest of the ketchup, I wouldn't have had any left for my food. And I'm not eating dry fries and burgers. So... Uh, I got seven in, decided I had to stop so I could actually enjoy my meal. But I was sharing the fries with one of my friends, and he put a ton of salt on them. And so ketchup, of course, very salty, full of vinegar. The fries covered in salt. Uh, After I ate a ton of fries and what was 14 packets of ketchup at the end, because uh, I ate seven straight and then I just had seven more with my meal, uh, I was so dehydrated. You know, after you get drunk... Your mouth gets really dry, uh, and you just feel really slow uh, and dehydrated. That's what I felt like having drank zero alcohol and consumed seven packets of ketchup. 
Uh, I also found out that it's like hundreds of calories. I mean, unsurprisingly, dumbass, that consuming that much ketchup is not going to be that good for you. Uh, so I, I really just uh, proved it to myself. I don't really want to do that again because I will run out of ketchup. So uh, if any of you guys want to support a cause and do the do the ketchup challenge, uh, it's not it's not incredibly difficult. But I assume for some of you, uh, that must be absolutely disgusting. And also in the news, uh, Kuehler just found... This is breaking. This is early access podcast break. Do we still have that news article open, Kuehler? I have one with me. I can send it to you. All right. I'm going to make my phone shut up because it just rang 50 times because I'm not smart enough to uh, mute that before the show. We have a gender reveal party went wrong, and this was the second one this week. That went horrifically bad. All right, Kula got a link from Time.com. Thanks, Killer. And Iowa. Authorities investigating second Iowa gender reveal explosion that took place one day after deadly blast. So from what I remember, uh, the deadly blast was a homemade improvised explosive meant to reveal the gender of a child. Uh, and shrapnel went flying, destroying a lady's skull, uh, killing her instantly. And the shrapnel continued to fly as it pierced her skull. Um, it was an incredibly dangerous explosion. I think uh, she was like 45 feet away. She wasn't incredibly close by and it still killed her. Apparently moments ago, uh, we have by the Associated Press authorities investigating second Iowa gender reveal explosion. Uh, authorities are investigating another explosion in an Iowa gender reveal party that happened one day after a similar blast killed a 56 year old woman. Uh, authorities say no one was injured in this explosion Sunday and rural. Walkie? Is that what? I think it's is that, is that how you say it? I don't it? know. Is that I don't know. Actually, I'm not too sure. I would have no. How? Do, what's the French way to say this suburb, Kuehler? I don't know if that's actually a French term. That's a, oh, Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines is the American way. That's what people recognize. A Des Moines suburb, but they are looking in unconfirmed claims that the blast broke a uh, neighbor's windows. Jeez. Uh, the explosion came from a commercially available gender reveal kit. Unlike the homemade device that killed uh, Pamala Kramayer on Sunday uh, near Knoxville, a town 45 miles away. Uh, she died instantly when her family's device exploded. Oh, I didn't know she was related to the family that was revealed. Man, if that, that <laughs> child, uh, eight months from now, or I don't know, when do you reveal a child's gender? But you're like a month, two months in? The show's oh, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking the wrong person here. Uh, that that sucks to know that you're never going to be able to meet your grandmother because your parents are dumbasses and killed her <laughs> with an improvised <laughs> explosive device to reveal your gender? Jesus Christ. Okay, so here's... this is. I think this is two days in a row. This, this is far too many. I don't know if this is like an older uh, person thing. I, I mean, if you're having a gender reveal party, you're probably just a couple of years older than me, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a, like a modern thing to happen. It's I a modern, I it's a modern trend, and people having children are obviously younger more than older. So, uh, you know, they're probably doing it for social media, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook, show off all their friends, talk yeah, about it, how they're having a some, kid. It's some so combination of right. like social media and like maybe a yearning for something more traditional. And there, there's a few articles that maybe will go into the psychology of it more, but it's something like that. I personally could not give a flying fuck about 
whether or not your kid was going to come out as a boy or girl. It, you, you know, it's a huge step in your life. One of my friends came to me and they're like, oh, I'm having a kid. I'd be like, oh, congratulations, man. Nice work. Uh, but I, 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 if one of my friends said they were having a kid, uh, I would respect it more if they texted me like, hey, it's going to be a boy or hey, it's going to be a girl. Then if I had to go and watch some, you know, it's it's not going to be a quick video. It's going to be one of those like, hey guys, it's Nikki here, and today I'm going to have a gender reveal party. Uh, I'm sorry for not uploading lately, but we have some big uh, videos coming soon. Uh, so be sure to like and subscribe, and check out the podcast on Spotify, Spotify Early Access Podcast. It's it's not going to be a quick, concise, or well produced video. Uh, someone's going to take some shitty vertical video. And it's going to take three minutes before the explosion goes off and inevitably kill someone out walking around the sidewalk. I, I just don't care. I, I would much, much, much rather receive a text message of you telling me. Or or even in passing. Actually, I'm going to shout him out right now. DB, uh, a close friend of Stell Shampoo uh, and of DJ Nikki, had a kid. And I, he doesn't say anything about his kid. And I, I respect that. To the nth degree, because on Twitter all the time, pictures of your child, what's your kid doing? Like, I understand people are attached to their children and they like them, but everyone else doesn't care. Uh, I actually have a couple of friends, not just DB, who are great with not not sharing things people don't give a shit about, honestly. It's your Facebook page, your Twitter. Uh, you can do whatever you want, but I, I legitimately don't care. And if I were to have a child, uh, I mean... I feel like also one thing is I'd, I'd keep it under wraps until, I mean, obviously you can't hide it from your parents or your close friends will see your wife is pregnant, but I'd probably keep that under wraps until the actual kid was born um, because there's always a chance of a miscarriage and all that. I know a bunch of people who are, are crushed by that. It's a very sad thing. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't see a reason to go shouting it from the rooftops uh, until you actually have that kid uh, besides the people closest to you I probably see enough to personally, like, look into their eyes and tell them uh, and not have to trigger an explosion that would murder a poor, innocent family member. Man, that's sad. Did I, did I really read that right? Her When her family's device exploded, hitting her in the head from 45 feet away. Yeah, that is a detail that I did not know until uh, we got that article. Anyway, on actual early access podcast news... Uh, and I actually got early access, and I could talk about it. Unfortunately, uh, if we were doing the show tomorrow, I'd be able to say a lot more. But until then, I am embargoed. But I have been playing a lot of Pistol Whip, which is this new VR game. They revealed it at E3, uh, inspired by John Wick, Super Hot, Beat Saber, and Rhythm Shooters. Uh, Pistol Whip is a game where you shoot enemies, and there's badass music playing. Uh, I can't say much about it. Because the embargo goes up at 10 a.m. Uh, you're probably if you're watching the show after the fact, the embargo is already up. But if I had if I had done the show later, uh, I'd be able to talk more about it. This game is incredible. The last time I thought a game was this good, it was Beat Saber, and Beat Saber is now by far the number one played VR game in the world. I'm gonna go on VRLFG real quick. Uh, VRLFG.net if you ever want to see what VR games people are playing. Of course, they have to be connected to the internet. For you to get this data. Um, but total players online on Steam. This doesn't count Oculus uh, or people playing offline, stuff like that. PSVR on Steam today, 
at its peak, there were 1,466 people playing Beat Saber concurrently. Uh, Pavlov is second place at 675, so not even half. Beat Saber exploded. Uh, and it was the only VR game that uh, I've ever looked at and been like, this is going to be gigantic. This game is incredible. It went viral on Reddit uh, because of Swan's great work on the trailers and mixed reality videos. And so Pistol Whip is coming out, and this is the second time, I'm calling it right now, that I have thought a VR game is going to be doing insanely well. The game's coming out early November. I unfortunately can't say much of it, but I have been playing a ton of it. Uh, but what I can tell you is my legs are on fire. Uh, I had to go to the doctor last week, I think it was, um, because I, I've been having some like lower back muscle pain. Luckily, it's nothing major, but I legitimately have a hard time walking. And so, of course, I go play Pistol Whip, and as I'm dodging bullets, uh, it, it is a very super hot-esque game. I'm doing a lot more squats. Anyway, I did two hours of squats, probably ended up being hundreds, and on a normal day, I do about zero squats. Uh, so this was like four days ago, and my legs are still burning. And so I played yesterday. Uh, I'm going to be releasing two videos. I have the rough cuts of them done. After the show, I'm going to go finish editing them. I'm super proud of these videos. YouTube.com slash shampoo. Go check them out. But I'm releasing some new Pistol Whip content. First look, I'm one of the first people allowed to show gameplay uh, and full levels of the game. I'm super happy about this, and I put a lot of work into the editing. So you can go check it out on YouTube.com slash shampoo after it's done. But uh, what was I saying? The game's incredible. I was going to go somewhere else. My legs are on fire. I played an insane amount of the game in preparation for getting the footage, and I'm, I'm finishing editing up today, but I'm going to have two videos that I have put together coming out uh, on the 30th. All right. Yeah. The day before Halloween, because it's not actually Halloween. Another early access Twitch news this time. A uh, dude fell asleep on Twitch this week. I Googled to try to figure out exactly who it was, what happened, and uh, why he fell asleep. But uh, it's similar to Googling streamer is racist or uh, content creator, influencer says uh, racial slur. You're not going to get the exact uh, person. In fact, you're going to get a ton of hits. I could not find the exact dude who fell asleep. But I saw a bunch of people on Twitter mad about a guy who fell asleep on uh, Twitch earlier this week. One of the things they're saying is it's disrespectful, um, it's unprofessional, and so I've come up with a list. Uh, this is collaborative. Kuehler came up with some great ones of things that people have done on Twitch that are, in my opinion, more unprofessional and more disrespectful than falling asleep on stream. Twitch TOS officially says you can't leave a stream unattended for 30 minutes or more, which I'm pretty sure I've done before. I would take like a 40-minute food break to like make myself something then eat it, and then go to the bathroom and pet the dog and feed the dog. Uh, I have absolutely taken breaks on stream. I left the stream unattended for longer than 30 minutes, and that was back when I had hundreds of viewers. And, you know, turning the stream off, everyone leaves, so you kind of want to go to a, a Be Right Back screen and play some highlights or play some music and let everyone wait for you. So uh, I've definitely left the stream unattended. This is one of those rules that uh, it's, it's just there so they can enforce it, not necessarily that they'll enforce it every time. Kind of like the rule when you guys were in high school. Uh, Keeler, let me know if you guys had this in your high school. But girls were not allowed to wear short shorts that went below like their middle finger 
if you put your hands at your waist. Something. Everyone to, like, always had some, some. Everyone always had some sort of measurement, right? That you couldn't. You had to be longer than something, right? Yeah. So our our school's measurement was if you put your arm down and you're standing up straight, wherever your middle finger, your longest finger ends, that's that's the shortest your shorts can be. I think so. And I think it was that too. Those those are long short shorts on a girl. So those uh, even, I don't. Those are just shorts at that point. They're just shorts. Exactly. They're just shorts at that point. No one really See men uh, with those kind of shorts. No, uh, absolutely. In San Francisco, especially if you go to the Castro. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. I, uh, I, I, I can Castro's name Castro's unfair. I've seen shorts. people naked there. I mean, yeah, it's true. So they have a they have that rule in place, not because they're going to enforce it every single time and make girls put their hands down every single time, um, but they have it there because when someone shows up in literal like booty shorts, like the ass cleavage tier shorts, uh, that they're going to enforce it then. So, it's the same rule on Twitch. You can't leave a stream unattended for 30 minutes. But if you leave it unattended for 31 minutes, they're not really going to come take you down. Uh, in fact, you can straight up flash your vagina on stream and they won't take you down all the time. So, other things that uh, streamers have done that, in Minkula's opinion, are more unprofessional and irresponsible and bad and make streamers look bad uh, than falling asleep on stream. Racial slurs. There is a, a large variety of them that I, I will not repeat because uh, one day I do want this podcast sponsored by hopefully someone. But racial slurs, animal abuse, uh, random pussy flashing. We already got that one down. Spam raids. This is one I, I'm bringing back from Evolve. Uh, but for those of you who don't know the, uh, what that is, uh, people can effectively pay to view bot you, but while you get viewers, you also get a bunch of accounts posting random garbage in your chat. And so you have to take time to ban people. You might not have enough mods at the time. And it's really disruptive. Um, someone did that to me during a large Evolve event where we didn't quite have the moderation power to take care of all of them. And it was detracting from the spectacle that was supposed to be the event. Uh, so spam raids, of course, uh, it's something that sometimes streamers do to other streamers. Of course, that's very against TOS. Beating your wife. I'm going to give Kuehler credit for that one. That might be the worst one on the list, although I'm willing to debate that. No, uh, there's bathroom. definitely a worse one coming up. Oh, you are right. You are right. <laughs> bathroom privacy violations. Filming in the bathroom. Uh, not cool. Literally against the law. That one is literally illegal, although the intent you know, wasn't malicious. Still illegal. Sexual assault. Uh, fingering your asshole. That I think that happened on Twitch. That might have actually happened on YouTube. Uh but that is a well-known thing that has absolutely happened. Porn streams. Those are just chatting all the time. Uh, mass shootings and being a traffic hazard. Uh, we have had... we Kula and I have actually seen streamers in real life. They weren't currently getting hit by traffic, um, but they had been hit by traffic at the time. Kula, and you're, what's your top... God, I was going to say top three. What are the top three most offensive things Twitch streamers do? And it doesn't necessarily have to be from that list. I'm going to say beating your wife is top three. Although that might be number three for me. Beating your wife is definitely up uh, there. I think mass shooting is like the clear winner, one. but it also yeah, is such a one. sparse thing. It's not like it's a epidemic, although it is I'm epidemic a, like around streaming sites on the internet. So there is that. I'm going to rule out mass shootings because it's not something Twitch streamers do. Yeah. It's something that people who stream do they're not they're not a twitch streamer i, th I think i want to put racial slurs up there just for how epidemic it actually is unlike the mass shootings yeah racial slurs are i think one of the most common ones on this list 
Um, I'm looking through the list. Yeah, I think I think racial slurs is the number one most common, and it comes in many forms. It comes from singing along the song. I accidentally said it once. <laughs> I said it forty times. <laughs> uh, you know, someone else on my stream said it. Um, you know, a heated gamer moment. Like it comes, it comes to so many different, and it's not always towards. You know, it's not always just the N word. Uh, sometimes it's racist towards Asian people, racist towards. Uh, Australian people. It, it could be anything. There's such a wide variety of racial slurs that I have heard on Twitch, either casually or they saw that they made a mistake and they're sorry for it, or they just don't give a fuck. Uh, so I got I got to give racial slurs a couple more points. I, I'm gonna say beating your wife is three. We're gonna rule out mass shootings. I think. Um, I'm gonna go to animal abuse second, and then racial slurs in first place for me. Just because of the volume uh, of of people who have done it, <laughs> the sheer the sheer mass of gamers yelling in an, in any gaming lobby, racial slurs. Uh, I think that has to take the number one spot. Beating your wife would be higher, but I've seen far more animal abuse on Twitch than I have uh, wife beatings. Do you have a? Are those the same top three, Killer? Maybe not necessarily I think in that I'll order. Accept, I think I'll accept this top three. I also don't know if it's something that's necessary <laughs> to happen. Also, do we need, do we do need, we need, this need top a top three? three? Yeah, do we really need the top three? Uh, leave, leave us a comment. I mean, I, well, Actually, we don't post these on YouTube anymore. Let me know in Discord. Discord.gg slash Delshampoo. Go, go into my general chat. Don't go to the Early Access Podcast. Just go into the general chat. And leave your top three with no context so other people <laughs> in my Discord who don't watch this podcast, which is most of them, uh, are wondering why we're debating what the worst possible uh, thing people do. I'm actually going to skip over to this because it's uh, still on topic. Shroud has left for Mixer right after Ninja, and then someone else left um, right after Shroud. I, I forget who, if I actually did my research. People who left for Mixer. That's not. Those aren't very good search terms. People who left for Mixer. It's pretty much just Shroud Ninja. I've seen, but a third person left for Mixer. Microsoft has some kind of long game plan. Uh, they are. They cannot just be draining money into shaving off the biggest names on Twitch. I I think they have Shroud was number two. I think he got overtaken by Tfue, but Ninja was number one. Tfue's number two, and Shroud was number three. Mixer has shaved off numbers one and three from Twitch. And Ninja and Shroud, I believe, are managed by the same agency. And I believe other streamers affiliated with that agency may also be moving to Mixer in the near future. If you know, when you're striking a deal with the streamer, you don't necessarily go to the streamer as an individual. Uh, you go to their agent because they got too many people to deal with. And so the this offer may have been pitched this this group package might have been given out to Ninja and Shroud's agency and we very well may see more people from that group of people as well as other content creators that are gigantic moving over to Mixer. Uh, I'm interested to see what their long game plan is. I see a lot of criticism of this. People saying Mixer's UI is absolutely terrible uh, like the site is bad I raise you. If you truly think Mixer has bad UI, I raise you Twitch's UI. I'm actually going to go on there it. right now. They did update it. 
and, and mixer? I think they are you talking Twitch, about mixer? Twitch. Remember, they did update yeah, their UI, yeah. and I think they cleared a lot of the. They kind of purged a lot of the leftovers that were left over from the last one. I have BTTV. So it, is, it is a little better, even with BTTV, it's still different. I have I've cleaned up a lot of my page uh, using BTTV, but on desktop I have three different sets of notifications. I got Prime, whatever the hell the bell is, and Whispers. And whoever's sending me Whispers, I don't read those, dude. There's this dumbass. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off topic for a bit. There's this dumbass uh, from like three years ago, maybe even more, who messaged me on Instagram, and I post on Instagram once every four months, and he said, "Hey man." I lost my Twitch password and I'm still subscribed to Stell Shampoo. I need the money. Can you unsubscribe me, please? I never saw this message. I think it literally was like a year and a half later. I saw this message. Later on, he messaged me like, bro, uh, please, man. Uh, I, I Another subscription went through. Can you refund that to me? And he's like, why are you trying to steal my money? You're such an asshole. I thought you were a cool guy. Like, I'm not in charge. The money goes through Twitch, and then Twitch gives me half of it, you dumbass. Second off, there's so... First off, I have my business email on Twitch, or at least I did at the time. Got it on Twitter. Tweet at me. Uh, go in the chat on a new account and ask me. Yeah, this dude literally gave me... I think it was... I think it was probably a year. He probably gave me like $24. Uh, $48 went to Twitch. Uh, I'm rounding down a little bit. But I probably got like $24 off of this guy. I'm not that much of an asshole, and I have a decent income to the point where I need to scam someone for $24 over the course of 12 months. I, I have better things to do with my time. If he had come up to me in person uh, and, and said that, I probably would have said, yo, bro, just go uh, contact Twitch support, somehow prove that you're the owner of this account. I can't really do anything for you, but I'll vouch for you, man. Uh, ask Twitch if you can like kick, kick your old account off. But other than that, man, there's there's not really anything I can do. I'm I'm not the one taking the money from your credit card. It doesn't go to my bank account straight away. What a dumbass! I actually forgot what I was talking about. Uh, maybe that's why Shroud left at the end of the day. There's too many dumb people on Twitch. Too too many racist people. I haven't seen a news article lately of a mixer streamer saying it, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I'm gonna eat those words. A year from now, before Mixer Streamer uh, goes off on some insanely anti-Semitic rampage, <laughs> and someone's gonna link this back to me and, and say that I called it. Uh, I was gonna say something else other than um, Shroud and Ninja moving, relating to streaming. Uh, other than it's a drain on my mental health, <laughs> this far out from me having done. It. You know what I really enjoy? That I actually spent all day. I woke up earlier today, around noon, as I do, and I have been editing all day those pistol whip videos that I've been putting up on youtubecom shampoo. And I, th it's it's really nice sitting down to edit. Uh, it's kind of like going to the gym for me, where I hate, I hate doing it. But once you import all the footage, and then you just start going in there, and then you just you just go on, and you're making your cuts. It feels good. To be able to pump out a product that I, I'll be proud of watching and happy to show other people. Instead of just being on a live stream where anything could happen. I could be in a good mood, a bad mood. I could uh, you know, perform incredibly well in game or do poorly. I could have 100 viewers or 0 viewers. You know, Your mood goes up and down. With editing, I could just, you know, if I'm not feeling it, come back to it later. At no consequence. I mean, I do have an embargo that I need to hit tomorrow. 
but it's really nice to just be able to sit down and make pre-produced content. Uh, and if it weren't actually, like if I was a professional editor, uh, you know, as in someone who is actually getting paid to do it, it probably would be something I pursue. Uh, but streaming is just a lot more accessible, which is why people do it. You know, in particular, need much skill to do that. Julie, do you have a World War II fact so I can drink some water and then read about blackface pumpkins? Yeah, can you read a World War One fact? And then I want to uh, read about blackface pumpkins because I was just talking about racist Twitch streamers. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I have something here about a weapon that was used early in the Great War. Welcome to World War One fact segment of the stream. Completely out of random location with no segue. Um, so... This is about the flechette. Flechette is French for arrow, although it wasn't invented by the French, but that's the word that they used. Um, so er early in the war, when airplanes first began to be used for war, they didn't have bombs, they didn't have guns or anything implanted on them. They're still figuring all of this out because it was really the first time aircraft was used as a heavy um, tool for war. So they had these little darts. They're made of steel. Um, and they were made to be aerodynamic. They're about as long as a pencil. So they're just these little tiny, like, um, pointy darts that are about as long as a pencil, and they're made to be aerodynamic and weighted in such a way that no matter how you drop them, uh, the pointy end will always go down. It's weighted in this way that's used. It was first used in the war by the French, hence why it's the name popularized was the French version of the name, although it was probably invented by Italians some years beforehand. Um, and what they would do, and eventually Germany would use this also back to them, and what they would do is they'd put a canister full of these little darts on planes, and then as the plane is flying, it would have a, they'd have some sort of lever or maybe just even a string to basically open it up as they flew over like an enemy trench, and all of these darts would start raining onto the ground. And when doing this from the air, these things gained enough velocity by the time they reach the ground that not only could it pierce like steel helmets and armor but it's been known to even have pierced people all the way from head to toe it would just fly right through you in a really gruesome and terrible way oh shit yeah um so pierced the body from head to toe in a few cases as was reported uh so much so the, the royal air force the british royal air force did not actually use these because they considered them unsportsmanlike uh, of all the random, strange limits we put on war, right? This killing someone in this way is is fine, but this one is a little too far. Uh, so it, you know, it's um in in a war that's kind of known heavily for bringing technology, tanks and airplanes and uh, bomber planes and and various other like new technologies. Uh, sometimes the war would just go back to this really primitive thing of just let's just drop something sharp from a really high point and just let gravity do the rest. It's a ran random case of war horror and facts, which we might get to later even more so. I want to talk about modern warfare uh, and the war the war horrors right, right. in the single player campaign, but I feel like I'd be a dick if I did. I just realized, because <laughs> there's, there's some things I want to say, but it just came out on Friday, and I know yeah, a lot of people early. have played the it campaign. It is very early. Because they haven't. You know, everyone just jumps straight into multiplayer. I finished mm -hmm. the entire campaign, uh, but I, and there's things I want to talk about, especially with the whole uh, what what's the actual incident called? The, the thing where America of, bombed the, the highway, highway of, of death. death. The highway of death. Yeah, I want to talk about that, and but I have a few things to say about it that are very spoiler heavy. So I think I'll save that for next week, actually, uh, because I don't think a lot of people have had time because people just jump straight into the multiplayer to actually play through the entire campaign. But what I will say is it was the best campaign of 
I think, any Call of Duty. That I, I played all of the campaigns uh, except two, three, um, Infinite Warfare, and I only played half of World War II. Like I, uh, I ghosts. I skipped. I skipped ghosts. But I've played other ghosts. than that every Call of Duty campaign. I legitimately think the Modern Warfare campaign was the best. Uh, maybe not from a gameplay perspective, but from a from a standing out from the rest of the campaign's perspective is what I'll say without spoiling anything. Anyway, uh, because we were talking about racist Twitch streamers, I got to jump to this because I got to get to this before Halloween. Uh, blackface pumpkins. Uh, particularly jack-o'-lanterns. I guess I guess that actually does matter because jack-o'-lanterns have a face on it. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond pulls jack-o'-lanterns after blackface complaints. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, which I didn't know still existed, is reportedly no longer selling jack-o'-lanterns decked out in black paint with white mouths after some residents of Nyak. Is that really how you pronounce that? That sounds like what like an anime cat would say. Nyak. Whatever. Nyak. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? Am it's, an I, odd, I say? it's an odd name. Uh, New York took umbrage at a local law firm's Halloween uh, display. Basically, people got mad that this um, law office, McCartney Law Offices, put out these pumpkins uh, that were painted black with white smiles. They were purchased at Bed Bath & Beyond. And they say that the jack-o'-lanterns showed an extreme lack of sensitivity, according to Wilbur Aldridge, director of the regional NAACP chapter. By now, I would believe that everyone would know that anything in blackface is offensive, he told local outlets in a statement. Equally as offensive is the retail store that would have such an item in their inventory for general purchase. Bed Bath & Beyond reportedly apologized, saying it did not mean to offend anyone and that it has removed the pumpkins from its stores. Knowing the current social climate, uh, had I been the... Who's the guy who approves blackface pumpkins? Cons you know, considering the, the climate of today, if I were the guy who gives a thumbs up or the thumbs down of the pumpkins that go onto the Bed Bath & Beyond shelves, probably would have given this one a thumbs down. Then again, it's also a pumpkin. Uh, it is a black, black pumpkin. pumpkin. It's not like they were meant to be wearing blackface. It's just a black pumpkin. Halloween colors are usually orange and black and something. It's really yeah. more of like someone didn't read the the the, so, the state of society at the current moment. I mean, they even That's got really, like you yeah. scroll down on the article, they got a video of Justin Trudeau in there, like. You mentioned you his elected. name, and now everyone's first association with him is the blackface. That you know, not being Joking Canadian citizen, that it, is. Yeah. I don't know anything about his policies. I don't I've been to Canada once, but I don't know anything about what he what he thinks about what he goes on there. Uh, but I do know he did wear blackface at one point. Although yeah, I've not you seen can't you can't miss it. People have been joking about it for quite a while I, since the news was revealed. It, it, it's a I'm you pretty much said what I was gonna say there Keeler perfectly it's it's a pumpkin but also the social climate of the day um, yeah. would not allow for a black pumpkin which there also are makes me pumpkins wonder. out there too there, Tr there are a certainly. lot of different color pumpkins but black is just like you, it's just kind of not the one to use yeah someone had to be there to be like guys maybe painting some painting a face black is a, could be considered offensive maybe we should hold off on this color but so in your opinion no one thought it was a problem if it wasn't a jack-o'-lantern if it was literally just a black pumpkin well is it cool now here, here's where i'll draw the line 
if it was a black pumpkin, but it had a cat carved out on it, a black cat, I think that is completely fine, and no one should get mad at that. Will they? I'm not sure. But if you carved a black pumpkin, or a black cat into a black pumpkin, that should be clear. That should be, yeah, no one should th- raise an eye There's something about, like, the combination of all the things that could have gone wrong as far as how do you make a racist pumpkin um, basically happened here. Yeah, they, I think you need a really good combination of like all of the perfect storm of just bad decisions, and I think they just made them all in this very specific scenario. Look, it's honest to God, it's just two coin flips. It's a 25% chance they got it wrong. The color and the design. Face yeah. or cat, black or orange. They flipped black <laughs> and they flipped face. If, if they had flipped black and cat, or they had flipped uh, whatever the other one I said was, you might have been fine. Uh, orange, orange face. There, that well, that just would have been a normal jack o' lantern. That would have been boring. It, it was just the combination uh, was not not a combination that they, they should have done. Uh, and as a brand, Bed Bath and Beyond was smart to apologize. But uh, we also I don't, don't know exactly I, what was the scale of the outrage. I guess in this case, I, mean, I don't. I didn't see a whole lot of news about this, but it could have just been a reasonable enough complaint that they just didn't want to touch. They didn't want. They didn't want to touch this problem, so it was easier to just remove the product. Yeah, but the it might not have been like a mass. It, it was on my people probably weren't like straight up about to protest the whole company or something, but maybe just the enough enough comments. Enough comments. Where they were, uh, the law firm where these were displayed had to take them down. Bed, bed, uh, bed Bath and Beyond had to take them off the shelves, and they apologized. This this incident was probably handled in the best way possible. That's probably why you didn't hear about it. Um, yeah. They just quickly swept it under the rug. Yeah, I Had feel like, like it was it was just a case of, like, before this potentially gets out of hand, it's probably worth the, to cut the losses and just wipe this product. Probably not a cheap, not, not an expensive product, not really a whole lot of loss in general. Just no. take down the black pumpkin, issue a very generic apology onto places, right? And then they move on. They move on with their lives. And we all move on with our lives. That's really the takeaway I have from the story is this is not a big freaking deal. You know what is a deal? A big deal? People think that kids are going to get free marijuana in their trick-or-treat baskets. I know far too many stoners who have far too little money to be yeah, giving that stuff who's away gonna to Who's going to give this away, right? Or even a bigger drug than marijuana. Like, that's even harder to get. Dude, probably expensive. more expensive. Yeah, drugs are expensive. I don't know who's going to be like just... Putting this into children's candy. You give a lot of candy to children if you're in like a prime neighborhood. Like that's why that's you why know, you buy them for cheap at like a Walmart. My my personal drug, I almost went a full podcast without talking about Pokemon cards. My personal drug is Pokemon cards. I'm not handing those out to children despite the of fact course, that is course. their intended audience. I, and I feel like people who do want to spend money on, on trick-or-treating, they, they tend to go a little more extra, like not just not just giving like discreet marijuana to children. I feel like it's that guy who was handing out rotisserie chickens or something. Yo, there, there okay, was a guy who was doing that. That is great, and he is a kind-hearted soul. But rotisserie chickens are good for when they are hot and you pick them up off the Safeway shelf to when they cool down. Rotisserie chicken, in my opinion, sucks after it's cooled down. It's is there's some foods that cannot be used as leftovers. And those are rotisserie chickens I've seen and McDonald's fries. I reasonably as leftovers. I think you can... The fries are a different story. I have been able to, like, reheat them. Usually you want to, like, 
not just go straight from the plastic to the microwave like you want to kind of maybe toast it a bit and maybe even do some like light marination on yourself and then light seasoning and then it, it'll do well it, you can you can get it to work and it's still at least that- it's still at least more than a i'd rather eat like a slightly cold chicken than like a bunch of candy that i'm probably not gonna eat because you feel like shit after eating all oh yeah dude ah oh, man i like i said earlier with the ketchup challenge i eat 14 packets of ketchup and really salty fries. And I felt I felt dehydrated. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, I I can't just be like shoveling down ketchup. Yeah, not ketchup, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna way. shovel down all of that candy. So it's like, dude, they should let adults trick or treat because I actually care about my weight and, and how I look and my health now that I'm getting older. I I will be able to go to like two maybe three houses and stop. Like I'm done for the night. I'm not going to every like I get like three candy bars. We're good, dude. You could just chat up how- to people. Yeah, just go around, hang out, just, talk just to knock people, on the door and be like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing Dude, this evening?" You know, what? so I'm gonna. This is a super basic topic. Before we wrap this up, my Halloween plans. Oh, you I have don't Halloween have plans. I don't. I no, don't no, have I'm any. Not, I'm no, not, I'm working. That I'm not day. going to a party. I'm not going no. to a party or anything. What I am doing is my neighbors across the street every year put out a little uh, bowl, and it says, "Please take uh, one or two candies." And it's always the adults, I swear to God, when I was a kid, I would start trick-or-treating, like, right as the lights went down, right when I would start handing out candy. I go there, and the bowl is already, like, three-fourths empty. <laughs> it's because some bitch went over. Her kids took one or two, and she took a handful. And I'm going to be out. It's my neighbor across the street. I'll be out there, sitting on the lawn, waiting <laughs> for that lady. And I'm going to call her out. I'm actually, you know, realistically, I'm going to be playing Call of Duty and not remember. Probably. But, but I've wanted to do this for years, and I will find you. I, I will track you down and make you put that candy back so the children can have it, you fat bitch. Jesus Christ. Yo, actually, I take it back. We're going to remove whoever was in third place for my uh, worst Twitch streamers, and it's going to be that fat lady taking candy out of a bowl. She's my she's my third worst kind of Twitch streamer. This is All a right. deep-seated hatred I didn't know you harbored. Uh, me too. Me too. Oh, dude, I gotta go see a therapist. Next week on the show, we'll talk about uh, how my parents made me scared of the ice cream truck. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching. I know that yeah, one. Yeah, I told you that one. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. We're gonna cut it because uh, we're going long here. It's the Early Access Podcast. Find us on Spotify and iTunes. We'll be back next week with more Early Access Podcast. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. PST, twitch.tv slash stealth shampoo. I've been your host, DJ Nikki. Hewler is here also, and we'll see you guys all next week.